college football is just days away from giving us a full weekend. And just remember, good teams win, great teams cover. We're looking for great teams on the gambling edition of Sixth Year Seniors. And now, from a smoky sports bar off the Las Vegas Strip, after the final tickets have been cashed out for the evening, counting their money, or what's left of it, it's Alan Capps and Mike Watson, the Sixth Year Seniors! Mikey, how you doing? Oh, I'm alright. I'm I'm overwhelmed. We, you know, we're, we're coming off, you know, breaking the fourth wall here. We're coming off, off the overwhelming weekend of, of week zero. College football is back and... You morons on Twitter need to chill the fuck out. Right? <laughs> Let me just go ahead and do this right now. Um, if your team played this weekend, college football's back. But if the biggest game of the day was a 40-something point blowout or whatever it was that happened in Ireland and not on campus somewhere, it's not back. We're going to be back here uh, starting in about 24 hours. And I'm jacked up. I'm ready to go. It's the longest off season in American sports, and we made it. We're here. We're going to make some plays. We're going to make some money, and we're going to watch some football this weekend, buddy. I'm fired up. We are, and I'm excited. I, I, I've got a full list of plays. We talked before the show. We both said, you know, I'm not really excited about this card, but, you know, the degenerate in me found a shit ton of plays. So go figure. Go figure. Before we do that, though, let's take a look at what did happen in Week Zero. Some highlights, very quickly. Jacksonville State, in their first game as an FBS team, defeats UTEP 17-14. They're undefeated in FBS history. History, I tell you. Shout out to my brother's alma mater. Go Gamecocks. Massachusetts, who we both thought was going to be the worst mm. team in college football, wins on the road for the first time since 2018. Defeating New Mexico State 41-30. You know, they got some they got some transfers in there that might not be bad. You know, it, it's always a crapshoot and roll the dice trying to fit all the pieces together. But they may not be horrible. I'm not saying they're going to go to a bowl or anything like that. But they may not be the, the, the straight cakewalk that they've been here in recent years. Notre Dame defeats Navy 42-3, as Mikey mentioned, in Ireland. Sam Hartman goes 19 for 23, 251 yards, four touchdowns, very efficient. Which, of course, means they're winning the national title. Oh, my God. Sure, absolutely. No, they, they absolutely control the line of scrimmage. They won't be able to do that all season long. Let's, let, let's see them step the game up against uh, some stiffer competition. In a game nobody probably saw, USC defeated San Jose State 56-28 to because it was on the Pac-12 network. I, I And you notice... Nobody saw this game, I guarantee it, because all they talked about was Caleb Williams throwing for four touchdowns. What they didn't talk about was that USC kept San Jose State in the game for three quarters. That's absolutely true. Your boy Nick Nash had a nice touchdown catch with the, with the tip to himself. That was really nice. I have some comments about the USC defense that we're going to talk about later. Oh, really? Like yeah. we might have a uh, mortgage play? Maybe. Oh, yes. By the way, first time listeners, mortgage play. That's when Mikey and I agree. And you take out your entire mortgage and put it on that game. Absolutely. Guaranteed winners. 
We mentioned Curtis Rourke, a medical research project at Ohio. He lasted only one quarter before getting hurt in Ohio's 20 to 13 loss to San Diego State. Uh, yeah, that's a bad break for Ohio there. I heard somebody describe San Diego State this weekend as Iowa with a suntan. And we're going to roll with that for the rest of the season, all right? Who scores more points this season? I'm going to guess Iowa does, actually. They've they've got a little more at stake here. (laughs) Finally, Arizona State has self-imposed a one-year bowl ban for the Herm Edwards debacle back in 2021. That's great. So the so, so the kids can't go to a bowl while Herm's gone. That that's nice. Yeah, exactly. Herm's off at another job, and and but frankly, though, a lot of the players left back in 2021. So the only ones that stuck around were either idiots or uh, had nowhere else to go. I guess. I got nowhere else to go. Where's <laughs> Lou Gossett Jr. called the DOR? Let's do it. <laughs> All Come right. on, mayonnaise! <laughs> All right, let's hit some week one plays. First off, one big rule change that you probably noticed in week zero. The clock continues to run after first downs, except for the last two minutes of the second and fourth quarters. It really sped up the Notre Dame game. I think it's going to really speed up games in which teams dink and dunk. Uh, with a short passing offense, uh, Mississippi State, I'm looking at you. Texas Tech, I'm probably looking at you. A- anybody with a Mike Leach background, I'm looking at you. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I like the new rule here. Keeps things going. I'm, you know me. I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not all about sitting around for four and a half hours watching football games. So. No, I'm. I'm with you. I am so with you. Hey, and by the way, the uh, one of the premier Dink and Dunkers, Bailey Zappi was released today by the New England Patriots. Mm. Hoping he gets picked up somewhere else. Bailey deserves to play in NFL football. He can dink and dunk better than Mac Jones, for crying out loud. Oh, God. Let's not, God, Mac Jones. Get the fuck out of here. Mac Jones. Come on. All right. Let's get to week one. I have a ton of plays, as I mentioned. You don't have as many as I do. Should we start with yours and then get to mine? We'll start with mine, and I just realized I lied to you. I, t- I said I had eight before we fired fired up the uh, the red light here. I actually have ten because I had two stashed away on my on, on my other scratch paper over here. I have uh, a running on the injured theme. reserve list, and you brought them up. Kind of, <laughs> sort of, yeah. I've got a running theme for for a good chunk of my uh, my plays here. By the end of it, you'll probably see where I'm going with this because I'm here for the highest amount of comedy revolving around my home conference, the ACC. And I'm going to start there. I'm going to start there on Thursday night. NC State's on the road at UConn. UConn, correct me if I'm wrong, they went to a bowl game last year, right? They did. Jim Mora, Jim Mora Jr. We don't call him Jr., right? He's not a junior. He he is not a junior. Somehow he's not a junior. I don't care. Jim Mora Jr., I don't care who you play. I, I don't care if it's the junior varsity, the varsity, let alone a college team. Uh, Jim Mora has done really good stuff with UConn. NC State, I'm not sold on their offense yet. I don't know if that offense is ready for primetime. 
Brennan Armstrong is is a capable quarterback, but what does he have to work with? We talked about this in the preseason. I'm not sold on the Wolfpack yet. I'm not saying they can't grow into it, but I think going on the road to an enthusiastic UConn environment here is a recipe for some danger for the Wolfies. State wins the game. UConn covers 14 and a half. Give me the Huskies. Yeah, and you're definitely on the right side of the number. I am on this game in the total. We'll get to it in my picks. All right. All right, you're going to get mad at me at this one, but let's go ahead and do it. When was the last time the SEC lost one of these big-time early season uh, non-conference games? Every single year, we circle we circle them on the counter. This is the time. This Oregon's going to beat Auburn. So it's, it's, it's always something. And the SEC, for whatever, however it happens, every stinking year comes in and they win the game and they get the hell out of there. Utah almost pulled it off last year. Couldn't finish the job down in Gainesville. Yeah, roles don't re- remind me. Rolls are reverse this year. Now, you would think Utah, circle a calendar game. Got the rematch at home up in the altitude. But it's the SEC, and I'm not going to bet against the SEC. Five and a half points is a lot of points. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got six and a half. You got six and a half? Is that what I'm seeing? I, I see six and a half, yes. Six and a half. I'm, that's a lot of points to be given Florida. And I'm not sold on Florida as being any great shakes. But Cam Rising, his knee's jacked up. We don't know if he's going to play. If he is, how, how effective is he going to be? I'm going to take Florida... Plus six and a half in what I think is going to be a low-scoring game. It feels like a lot of points. Give me the Gators. I agree with you there. I'm not playing it, mainly because you don't know what's going on with Cam Rising. The number is flown under seven, and there's no way I'm taking Florida plus six and a half on the road against Utah. At the same time, I don't trust the Utes without Cam Rising, especially at six and a half. Do I read this right? Do we have... Do we have the late night get back game on a Friday? We, we get do. to go into the we get to go into the weekend on the late night get back game. We do. This is fantastic. Put it just go just just the stole a pile of cash on the rainbows. All right, Hawaii, we're winning it for the island, baby. Hawaii upset Stanford in the late night get back in the late night kickoff weekend. I'm taking Hawaii. Take about right plus three and a half. Give me the points. Bows win it. Because, hey, if the ACC is going to add some football teams, let's go ahead and add all the bad ones, all right? Uh, Hawaii plus three and a half. We're on opposite sides of this game. Oh, no! This line started out at ten and a half. Stanford minus ten and a half. It's down now to Stanford minus three and a half. Yes, I'll be on the wrong side of the field goal. But seven points? Are you people kidding me? I... It was Vanderbilt, for crying out loud, that Hawaii hung with. It's Vanderbilt. I don't care if it's the SEC. It's Vanderbilt. Stanford has a brand-new head coach, has a brand-new offense. Hawaii has not seen second one of tape of Stanford. Stanford's seen an entire game of Hawaii now. I say Stanford wins this game easily. Closer to the original line of ten and a half. Oh wow! Now this is this is strictly a what is going to make the ACC look the absolute stupidest, and that that is exactly <laughs> what this play is right here. Moving to Saturday, 
I'm pretty sure we're on the same side of this one. It, it, it's big noon kickoff. It's Fort Worth, Texas. It's uh, it, it's it's TCU coming off their miracle run. You know, rah rah, Sunny Dykes. They lost a lot of talent, but hey, let's celebrate last season. And what's the story coming in? The opponent, prime time. Deion Sanders brings his much ballyhooed Colorado Buffaloes to town. And I think you're in agreement with me. We think Colorado's trash, and I think TCU may keep the uh, keep the alumni a little extra happy just to rub it in on old prime time and all the the media drama. I'm going to lay the big number. I'm going to lay twenty and a half and take TCU. And we have our first mortgage play of the year. <laughs> Not surprising at all if you've listened to the previews. I'm going to be against Colorado for at least the first three weeks of the season. And actually, truthfully, wait until right before kickoff to bet this game because I guarantee Colorado money will continue to come in on this game until minutes before kickoff. You might be able to get down to 19. Mm. Oh, man. Where do we go next? Uh, I'm going to stick in the ACC here. Um, Tough, tough road game to open the season for the old Virginia Cavaliers. No Brendan Armstrong. I don't know what they got going on over there now, but they've got to go on the road. It's not. It's technically a neutral site game, but it's going to be a home game for the Tennessee Volunteers. They're in Nashville at Nissan Stadium. It's four touchdowns, and I think it might be able to be six touchdowns. The number don't matter here. Give me the Vols minus 28. They're going to kick the crap out of Virginia. They could, but I don't trust Tennessee. Never have, never will. But you're right, Virginia's bad. I won't. Tr- I won't trust Tennessee in, in in big time games later this season. But I will trust them to take care of business against Virginia. This was the other game on my uh, my scratch off list that I forgot to write down because again, if we're gonna embarrass the ACC, let's go ahead and do it outright. Cal comes to my neck of the woods out here to Denton, Texas, to take on. The Screaming Eagles, North Texas. By the, by the green, way, I love, how, I, I love how you have incorporated Stanford and Cal into the ACC. They're, nice already in the AC, they're already in the ACC. The wrong team's favorite here. I know North Texas lost some guys in the offseason. But I think, hey, we've got a Power 5 team coming to town. North Texas can play this like their Super Bowl. And 6.5 and is way too much. I think North Texas wins the game outright. But six and a half is more than enough to to cover here. Wrong team favored mortgage play number two. Bang. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Cal is a pretty bad football team having to go halfway across the country. They're not going to be ready for the heat. Uh, What is it? 120 still there in Texas? Hey, it was 93 here yesterday and it felt like fall. For God's sake. Um, Unfortunately for the Golden Bears, the high on Saturday is scheduled to be, I think, 104 or 105 again. There there we go. So, yeah, it's going to be be quite the uh, slap in the face. Uh, North Texas isn't a a great football team. But at home, they're not going to do anything stupid. They're going to be able to play within a possession of Cal the entire game. Six and a half is a lot of points. That's, That's where I'm going with that one. Keep scrolling down the card here to make sure I've got this next. Okay, let, let's go ahead and get this one out of the way. Um, Allen has Allen has Nevada plus thirty eight and a half against USC. Am I correct on that? 
Uh, no, actually. Oh! I've got the total on this one. You're taking the total. Okay, good. I don't feel too bad then. All the talk about the number six USC defense this week. Oh my God, what in the world is going on? I said in the in the preseason that Nevada was going to be one of the worst teams in the country. If Southern Cal is actually as good as I think they might be, and I'm not, and I know their defense is limited. I know this. Their offense is dynamite. They're going to score a gazillion points. Nevada will get some. Southern Cal is going to be able to to use this Nevada offense as sort of a, a some some crash test dummies and be able to make up some some of the perception of how bad their defense looked against San Jose State last week. I think USC sort of takes a little bit of frustration out and, and plays a little bit harder on defense just to say, hey, you know, we're not, you know, we're not jabronis. You might be, but this is only Nevada. I know it's a lot of points, but I'm laying 38 and a half with USC. Uh, actually, I only have the line at 38, so you don't even need the hook. Oh, yeah, move. Did I write it? Which one? Yeah, okay. Excellent. 38, I will take it. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it when I get to mine, but I am on the total in that game. Know where you're going with it. Here's Do the one you all came. You all came for. Oh, no, here we go. Southern Cal ain't the only USC Mikey's got money on this weekend. I told you in the offseason, go ahead and do it. Take the points. Take the Gamecocks in Charlotte to beat North Carolina outright. If my Tar Heels are going to lose to kick off the season, I might as well make a little coin while they while they blow the game and give me a heart attack. So, I, so you know, I'm hedging here. Absolutely. I'm going to take South Carolina and I'm going to take two and a half because stupid things happen to the ACC. And so much... So much would be better for ACC football if the sleeping giant North Carolina could get out of their own damn way some of the time, and they can't. And this will be another example of Carolina being unable to to not trip over their own feet and do something. South Carolina wins the game outright. Give me the game, Cox. I hate to say it, but it is what it is. There is no way Spencer Rattler is going to outplay Drake May. I'm not. I'm not saying Spencer Rattler has to outplay Drake May. Drake May doesn't. Drake May doesn't get to throw against the North Carolina defense. Except okay, in practice. Fair point. <laughs> That's the problem here. And while and while the Carolina defense can, can it cannot possibly be as bad as it was last season. It's still probably pretty bad. Please prove me wrong. I, I, I prove me wrong. That's all. All I got to say, Carolina. All right. That is eight plays. That tells me you have two more still in the bucket. I got two more in the bucket, and and, and, I, and again, I've got a running theme here. What's what's gonna make the what's gonna make the ACC look the most ridiculously stupid all weekend long? Sunday night, prime time, LSU, Florida State. I don't games in Orlando. I think semi semi neutral site. Play the games on campus for God's sake. God, Jesus Christ! It's not too much to ask to play these games on campus. Florida State has been running their mouths all offseason. From, from Tallahassee, from the big buildings there. Wow, wow, we deserve more money from the ACC TV contract because we get the most ratings. 
excluding the fact that they're playing in a game like this where it's the only game on and everybody's going to be watching it. And they played a game like this against Notre Dame a few years back and it was, you know, a protected TV window, only game on. We're a good brand. We know this. But hey, you ain't been Florida State in several years now and uh, it's time to put up or shut up. And I don't think you have what it takes to put up against a really good LSU team who I think, I think is going to make the playoff as the last team in. I'm taking LSU. I'm taking LSU emphatically. I'm going to lay the two and a half. Tigers win by 10 plus. And we have our third mortgage play. Boom. This is a revenge game for LSU. Last oh, year, After, they, yeah. they missed the extra point. They came all the way back. They scored late. I think it was with no time remaining. I think there was no time on the clock. Yeah. Yeah. And then they missed the extra point to send the game into overtime. This year, there ain't going to be an extra point being missed that's going to matter. LSU will destroy Florida State. Yes, I believe the Seminoles are overrated as well. LSU, minus two and a half. There's our third mortgage play of the week. This smells like one where Florida State gets a touchdown late to make it look respectable. But LSU really dominates for 60 minutes. We'll see. And the last game, Monday Night Football in the ACC Clemson comes to Wallace Wade Stadium in Durham, North Carolina, and I have them on upset alert. They're not going to lose the game, but Duke is going to take them deep into the fourth quarter and make them work for it. Duke quietly, quietly put together a pretty good little season last year, and I think Mike Elko's team is going to build on that into this season. This is their Super Bowl. They've had all offseason to be able to focus on number nine Clemson coming to our house, the high school stadium that it is, but our house, and we can make an impact prime time. We're the only game on. This is everything. Clemson's got bigger things to worry about than beating Duke. They've got ACC aspirations, national title aspirations. They're not worried about Duke. They need to get out of here and get out of here healthy. Duke's going to bring it all to them. Duke's going to play them tough and to the wire. I'm taking Duke plus 13. That's a touchdown too much. Yeah, I agree with you. If it was 14, I'd be on the game as well. And I might be able to get 14 by the time it kicks on Monday. Yeah, absolutely. I do not trust Clemson. I don't think they're that good this year. Yes, I did put them in my final four, but that's only because the ACC is not that great. Clemson will be, well, no, they won't even be number four because with Michigan and Ohio State and there they can't play each other. So somehow they'll make Clemson number three because, you know, photos of baby doll and the whole bit. I don't think Clemson, I mean, it's all relative. I think Clemson's pretty good. I think Kate Klubnick's going to be a really good quarterback for him. And I think the de- I think the defense is going to reestablish itself as the premier outfit in the ACC. But they're not on they're not on those other teams' levels, and you're you're correct on that. But they should be more than enough to pretty much take care of business in the ACC. We'll see what happens as the year goes along. Who scores more points this season, Clemson, Iowa, or San Diego State? Oh, it's Clemson. It's it's Clemson. Club Nick in that backfield. They're they're gonna they're gonna be able to get some points on the board. Okay. I, I'd, I'd kind of agree with you, but at the same time, I, I might want to take a shot at Iowa if I had about, oh, plus 250 on that bet. Mm. All right. So that is your set, correct? That's it. That's 10. So we have three mortgage plays. 
TCU minus 20 and a half against Colorado, North Texas plus six and a half against Cal, and LSU minus two and a half against Florida State. We're also on opposite sides of one game out on the island, the late night get back game on Friday, which is on CBS Sports Network starting at 8 p.m. Pacific. I have Stanford minus three and a half. Mikey has the hometown heroes at plus three and a half. Let's get it. Let's roll through my card here. You're going to see a trend here as well. There's going to be a lot of unders. And I think until people catch up with this fact, because it's not going to seem like much, but you're talking about three to five minutes of action that is going to tick away. That's a possession, maybe even two. That's going to lower scores, especially for teams that are efficient at throwing the ball and getting those little quick first downs and just first downing their way down the field. Instead of a four-minute possession, it's going to be a five-minute possession. That's going to add up as the game goes on. It's going to knock a touchdown off the game. That's fair. So I'm starting out on Thursday with a pair of ugly games. In fact, the first game of the week Kent State at Central Florida. The total, 55 and a half. It's already dropped from the open of 59. I don't think it's dropped enough. I'm taking the under in this game. Kent has zero, I repeat, zero offensive starters returning. Mm. Central Florida would have to put this number up by themselves. There's no way they'll do that. Kent's defense is decent enough to make this probably a 34 to six football game. I can't argue that at all. I, I have my eye on that looking, looking at the, uh, at the spread. And I was like, man, that's a big number. That counts really bad. The other game on Thursday night that I'm looking at another under NC state and Connecticut under 46 and a half. Same thing. I'm not enamored with North Carolina state's offense. Connecticut is still Connecticut. They're going to try hard, but I don't think they're going to be able to score much against NC State. This is going to be a slog, probably 23 to 13, something like that. You really don't want to watch this game. That's all. Yeah, I'm I think it's going to be. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's going to be bowling shoe ugly, and that's that's another reason I like the points there. It just feels like a lot of points. What's going to be a low scoring game? I mentioned the Friday game that I'm on. I almost wanted to bet Louisville minus seven and a half against Georgia Tech, but I don't want to be on the wrong number, wrong side of a number, especially for a road favorite. Good point. Going to Saturday. One of the first games on the schedule is an 11 a.m. start. I have talked about how much I like Temple. I think this number is cheap at home. They are a 10-point favorite against Akron. Come on, Akron we're talking about here. Temple should open this up, and by the end of the season, you're going to look at this line and go, oh my God, that line was so cheap. Why didn't I bet it then? Oh, wow. Temple minus 10 at the end of the season. If there was a line on Temple and Akron, it would be 18 or 19. All in on the Owls. All right. Northern Illinois traveling to Boston College. They are an eight and a half point dog. Boston College is not that good of a football team. Northern Illinois, with Rocky Lombardi in for his 78th year at quarterback, is going to be able to keep this game within a possession. Uh, Again, bowling, shoe, ugly. But I'll take Northern Illinois plus 8.5 to stay within a possession of BC. 
Yes. Yes. Give me all of the plays against the ACC. Well, actually, kind of. Here's another. Old Dominion at Virginia Tech. Total 48. Going under here. Old Dominion is revitalizing their entire offense. Vautech, if there's one thing you can always count on with Vautech, it's they have a good defense. I I just don't see Old Dominion being able to score much at all in this game. Vautech is going to slow the game down, get it over with quick. We're looking at 23-3 to right here. Hmm. Under 48. Sounds, sounds good to me. Now, bucking the trend. Utah State traveling to Iowa. I said I would do this. For as long as it lasts, here is Iowa trying to pad their stats early. 25 points a game. The total is only 45 and a half. I can see Iowa doing this all by themselves against Utah State. Iowa puts up 50. There's a shutout that they can take later in the year. Over 45 and a half, Utah State and Iowa. Get it while you can. The Brian Ferentz. Points on a poll. Follow it all season on the new 60 Year Seniors Instagram. We'll post it on Twitter <laughs> and, and wherever you take in your social media. So does that mean, are, are you going to have like a, a, an escalating uh, box on, on the poll that has, you know, what is it, uh, 300, 350, uh, 12 games, 300, 300 points is what they've got to score. Should, should, we, should we keep the total up? I guess, we, or, or do we, or should we, or should we post how many points are left to get? Are, are left to score? Yes. I think that's go. how we need to do it. It's how many are left? I yeah, think left, left to score. It. Now, okay. and what you told me is this includes defensive and special team scores, right? Yes, that is correct. So it's actually not all. It's not all on the offense. The defensive points also count on this. So it's all points. It's easy. It's just, you take the box score, 300 minus the 50 they're going to score this weekend, they'll have 250 left on the pole to get. I really want to see last game of the season. They need, say, like 30 points. Deep in the third quarter, they're leading 17-3. to three, And you know that they should just be running the ball and running out the clock. But my yep. God, we need two more touchdowns to save it, for its job. It, it, exactly. We absolutely need this. At the, you know, at that point, it, it seems like they pull the plug. It, it's all right, all right. We're, we're, we're calling it mid game. You're, you're good. You're clear. But I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's a legally binding document, for God's sake. And it's going to make for some very entertaining gambling as the year progresses. Absolutely. And that's what we're here for. One more under to talk about Good Washington grief. state, Colorado state 54 is the total Washington state. Again, bringing in a new offense. I think they're going to have a little problem putting it together. Colorado state better this year than last year, but still trying hard to put things together. Plus you have altitude at Colorado state. That's going to mean they're sucking air at the end of the game under 54. That's a good point. Good point on the altitude there. Especially first game of the year. Yep. Now, bucking the under trend, Nevada, USC, total 65 and a half. USC scored 56 points against San Jose State. 
Yes, Nevada is a dumpster fire. USC might get this on their own. If not, I trust that USC's defense is bad enough. They'll give up at least two touchdowns in Nevada over 65 and a half. It's like 70 to 14, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, there we go. And and no one will watch the game again because it's on the Pac-12 network. <laughs> you know what blows me away? I didn't realize this. One, I didn't realize this. Two, Fubo has the Pac-12 network on their additional sports package along with the NFL Red Zone. Oh. So like, I went to watch the USC San Jose State game last week and found that it wasn't on my Fubo package yet because I hadn't purchased the Red Zone package. What the hell is the Pac-12 network doing trying to get extra money out of subscribers? The Big Ten network is on uh, on the base package. The ACC network is on the base package. The SEC network is on the base package. Pac-12, you're a bunch of idiots. Because Big Ten's owned by Fox, and SEC and the ACC are owned by ESPN. So they, they've got the... They tried doing this this whole outlaw mud show gimmick on their own uh, on their own dime and, and screwed the whole thing up. Didn't they learn anything from the Longhorn Network? Oh God! Did anybody learn anything from the Longhorn Network? No, they did not. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> One more game on Saturday. Yes, another under South Florida, Western Kentucky. The total is a sky high seventy and a half. Yeah, Western Kentucky is going to throw the ball around like crazy, but this is a perfect example of a team that is going to watch the clock run as they throw those little five- and six-yard passes that amount to a 12-15 to play drive that the clock will not stop after every first down. 70-and-a-half, way too high. I'm taking the under South Florida, Western Kentucky. It's a lot. That's a good point. Finally, on Sunday, another game that you really don't want to watch, but I'm putting money on it. Northwestern Rutgers. Just remember, this is what you're going to get with your your big noon, big 18 game. It's not always going to be Ohio State and USC. Sometimes it's going to be Northwestern and Rutgers. Why didn't they put Northwestern or Rutgers in prime time instead of LSU and Florida State? I mean, come on. <laughs> Total is 40 and a half. I'm betting the under on that. I'm also. <laughs> <laughs> We're already 40. It's, it's the freaking first game of the season. My God. I'm also. It's not gotten cold yet. I'm also taking Northwestern plus six and a half. This line has moved from four. I don't care how bad Northwestern might be. This is Rutgers we're talking about. I'll take six and a half in a game where the total is only 40 points. Can Northwestern win a game in North America? (laughs) This might be their best shot. (laughs) No, no, their best shot's Howard, and I swear they're going to lose it. Next week, yeah, yeah. And then finally, I do have the LSU game, minus two and a half, Florida State. There you go. I got nothing on Monday. There is 15 plays from me. My God. So once again, three mortgage plays. Cash out everything and put it on TCU, minus 20 and a half, over Dion and Colorado. North Texas, plus six and a half against California. And LSU, minus two and a half against Florida State. 
and then enjoy the late night get back game. Flip a coin. One way or another, you're going to be right. I have Stanford. Mikey has Hawaii. It'll be good times. That's a good three game parlay you can throw together too. So that really is. Yeah. So there you go. That is week one for our gambling degenerates. We will be back on Monday. We will not be, I will say this much. We will not be talking about the Clemson and Duke game on the ne- the next time you hear our voices uh, on your favorite podcast app. We will talk about that game on Wednesdays. It may be on in the background. We'll Might be on in the background. One. Maybe. Absolutely. Maybe. So we'll be back on Monday to talk about all that has happened in week one. Get you ready for week two. And get you ready for week two of more Degenerate Gambling, where we guarantee you winners because we still have co-eds sleeping with quarterbacks. College football was not back for week zero. You can't have a seven-game card or whatever the hell it was and claim that college football is back and now you're celebrating like you just won the freaking Super Bowl. You morons on Twitter, you got to get over yourselves. Football is back this weekend, and we're going to talk about it on Monday. We're going to talk about all the games we just talked about just soak it all in. Again, this might be this might be the the series finale of college football for all we know. This this season could be it. So soak it in while you can. Enjoy it. That's the best producer in the business sound caps on Mikey Watson. We'll be back Monday talking about all of this stuff. College football is back and it's back right here on 6 your scene.